Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rooting Around podcast, a podcast where we take a not so deep dive into countries around the world. But today we're not. I'm Kevin. Tom. And I'm Ed. Straight into part two Ed's mythical adventure. Bill and Ed's wonderful Estonian holiday. It's like you had a stutter. Bill and Ed's. <laughs> uh, I thought I could get away with it, but I don't think it would. No, I like that. Um, so we're picking up where we left off. You've just met up with Mart. Mart. He showed you his medal. Miss World. Um, his uh, beef jerky that he makes and his he, maid's vodka. Yeah. Um, also got uh, like three massive dogs. I didn't mention it. Uh, what are they called? Those. Oh, I forgot completely what they're called. But they're like huge and really fluffy and just very cuddly. Are they no, black? What color are they? Not quite as big as those. Uh, they they look like similar huskies. to huskies actually, but they're not huskies. Mal- oh my Malamus? God. Yes, American ones. Does that does that exist? American Malamus or something like that? No, they're, they're not. They're, well, anyway, they greeted me when I arrived. So I drove in. This farm is basically in the middle of like fields, surrounded by forests, and there's nothing else there. So I arrive on this dirt track and i park up and there's just three huge dogs just barking at me for like five minutes straight i get out the car i'm just looking at them like they they don't seem like they're gonna attack me but they're just they're just barking non-stop and then um i kind of slowly walk to the front door of the main house and uh Mark didn't even notice i was there despite the dogs why, barking why would five he? minutes <laughs> well he's not deaf is he <laughs> Well, you didn't say hello or anything, did you? <laughs> well, I didn't. You just heard dogs yeah, barking. Not, That's what dogs fucking, do. He's not Daredevil, the Marvel character. He's got a heightened sense of fucking hearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you, so you said that was that was like the pinnacle of your accommodation, but in the last episode, you you briefly alluded to a slightly less good experience. Yeah. Well, you were trying to regale us. Yeah. So the the experience. Well, this is, I guess, after guess how segment. Uh, Tom, you can do your intro. Oh shit! Yeah, God, I haven't done it for ages. Um... Oh fuck! How do I do it? This is the alpha guest steps. I think you start with. Yeah, but I normally come up with some sort of terrible segue. Well, something offensive. Anyway, I'll skip that this week. Um, brought to you as always in association with the Alpha Guest House, Bristol's premium guest house accommodation. Um, are you looking to? Get away in relative discomfort. Try the Alpha Guest House. Now accepting <laughs> bookings. Um, they don't accept any international uh, credit cards or debit cards because they're there banned are from the Swift system. <laughs> yeah, they're banned from Swift. Um, they do accept WePay, PayPal, and uh, I believe uh, Sainsbury's Nectar vouchers. <laughs> nice so this place i didn't have a bad experience but it was just the most mind-blowing place i've actually stayed at just because it was so strange so for the last five days of my trip a maid joined me so you flew into riga in, in latvia um sorry sorry to sorry to interrupt you is this the one who forgot his passport whilst going to no it's a completely different person actually it's, it's a friend called nico and he's traveled all over the world on a as his gap year uh, a trip around the world and most recently went to southeast asia um and now to the, the baltics um so he flew into riga 
picked him up there. He flew Ryanair, so I had a very like small amount of stuff, and seventy percent of it was his tent. But yeah, anyway, so we we travelled together set on last top time. of each other like that. <laughs> I mean, it would have been great, but honestly, not even that would have fit in my tent. It was so small. But no, he had the, he had exactly what you said in the last episode: decathlon, uh, decathlon tent. Uh, for 35 euros or something like that but yeah we, we traveled together the last five days and he got his flight back from Warsaw from the same airport I returned my car to and he had to get his flight fairly early in the morning so we thought okay we're not gonna camp the last night we're just gonna find some guest house or hotel in the like vicinity of uh, the airport which is a small smaller Warsaw airport really small um, and we found this guest house I think it was for our suite which had a double bed and a regular bed uh, i think it was like 30 euros a night uh, about 20 minutes away from the airport and it was called route 62 because it was on like the road number 62 the logo was basically the route 66 logo but with the 62 nice. love it what do you picture a motel yeah, you picture a motel, right? Yeah, big well, open car park with an L-shaped building with two floors and a balcony going around. Right, especially for that price as well next to an airport. That's kind of what we were expecting. Um, at least like looking at the name and the, and the logo. We get there and it's like this massive house that looks like a new build, but built in like an old traditional way. So it's got a tower like a like a castle tower basically you have pictures of this uh well it's online so yeah route 62 uh modeling airport we've got this now <laughs> and so we park up and we ring the bell so it's a guest house but we didn't realize it was someone's like because we thought it was quite big we didn't realize it was actually someone's house um so it was more like a yeah a bed and breakfast we ring the doorbell, we're greeted by some weird small chihuahua, very hairy, uh, that comes from the garage. And then five minutes later, a woman comes on and she's like, oh, I didn't know you were there. Um, she lets us in and it's the most incredible interior decor. Like, it's just... It looks, even... I'm looking at it now. It looks, it looks fantastic. It's like big sofas. Like, what kind of style would you say that is? Baroque? gothic i don't even know just like weird very um beautiful yeah tacky uh kind of stuff everywhere just a lot of of stuff a lot of sofas a lot of seating looks a bit like my house like the house that tk max designed it i think i'm looking at the wrong place yeah yeah that was zimbabwe <laughs> no also um but yeah and then we got our room just the same there's like a massive tree trunk inside on like in one of the corners of the room with a couple like branches and it was meant to like obviously look like it was kind of wedged in but there was a massive gap at the top so it kind of looked actually fairly unsafe like it could fall at any point and then our door had like um, a slipper or something attached to it just under the handle so like vertically just a slipper right under the handle and we were like this is so strange so we looked so we inspected a bit close and more closely and 
they just put it there because there was like a hole in the door. Makes sense. So that to hide the fact that the door is broken, they put just like a super glued a slipper to it. And yeah. I mean, it's the only logical move, really, if you've got a hole in the door. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the first thing that comes to mind as well. Was uh, the owner and, only wearing one slipper? When she gre- greeted you. Ooh, that's a good question, Ashley. I don't know. I didn't realize you were lo- coming. <laughs> I didn't realize you were here. <laughs> it all makes sense now. It was still warm. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it reeked in that room. Um, but yeah, and we, it was fairly comfortable. It was okay. The beds were like the softest bed ever. I actually had to put a pillow under my back because otherwise I'd just be like, you know, when just the middle of the mattress is really soft like you fall in so my my ass was way like deeper than my head so i was just like a v so i put uh, a pillow on me so i guess that's that's not a great rating for uh, sleeping quality but yeah no apart from that it was good it was just unexpected because we booked route 62 guest house and ended up uh, in someone's like spare room with a sandal well a slip on the door a glue to the door and then it was a Friday evening and back to like kind of not the main reason why I did this trip at all, but like a thing I wanted to do on this trip was watch obscure football. And my friend is exactly like me, he likes watching obscure football. Little segue, his uh, highlight is watching Bali United. Apparently they've got crazy fans, hooligans and everything. It's really strange. Bali. Bali the island. So Bali United FC got like a massive stadium with like 35,000 people crazy fans very unexpected really okay yeah Indo- so indonesia you... bali yeah 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 oh shit who knew yeah who knew so so yeah and then so we were there on a friday night close to warsaw we were like okay surely there's a game we can go and watch and we looked First tier of Polish football, nothing. First tier of women's football, nothing. Second tier, nothing. Third tier, nothing. Same for women's football. So we're like, oh, I guess we're not going to watch any football. Then I started looking regional football and ended up finding a game in the fifth tier of Polish football about an hour away. And because we had nothing else to do, we drove an hour to watch FK Terezin against some other team. Was it Sunday League? Close enough. It was slightly better standard than Sunday League, but yeah, no snacks available at the stadium. About 100 people watching, which was pretty good. You have to pay to go in? No, no, it was free. (laughs) We also didn't have any cash, so it would have been really annoying to drive for an hour to watch some Polish fifth division to then get turned out at the entrance because we didn't have any Zloty. Um, well, you, yeah, you, we, play, you play football a lot. Yeah. How do you think you would have fared out there? Would you have... Obviously, I'm no, not sure if they're professional. It, no, if they're, they're not paid professional, for it. but I suppose they're semi-professional. <laughs> they probably get like bonuses from sponsors and stuff if they do well. Uh, I don't but think do, they would have played well in that if, game. If there, was, if there was an injury to... What position do you play? Right back. Centre mid. Centre mid. If there's an injury to their main centre mid, would you feel comfortable getting out Google Translate and finding out what the word for? Chuck me in there, gaffer. I'll do you right. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they go down and it's like, is anyone they... here a centre midfielder? <laughs> yeah, yeah. First they ask for doctor. No one. <laughs> like, like, oh fuck, we need a centre mid. Um. No, I would have been, I think it's like about two, two 
one or two divisions too high for me. The tempo was yeah. quite. It was actually. It was a decent level. I, I, it was way higher than I thought the quality of football for what I was expecting for the fifth tier. Um, but the fans were well. They were not fans. They were just people watching, and there was like this amazing goal, and people kind of cheered. So we're like, oh, okay, so surely this team is the home team. It's quite important to note that there's no like screen or anything or, or board telling you which team's which. So we're just kind of going by the logos that we saw on the internet. Kid color, we're like, okay, this home team just scored. They scored a second time, won the game. We drive home for an hour, get home, and I'm like, I'm just gonna check the the score just to to see who scored and maybe like in, in a month I can check on that player again. And turns out the away team actually won. So we just didn't understand anything. It's all right though. Yeah, no, had a had a good evening. For all the vibes. Who are the away team? Who are they playing? I don't know. Some other Warsaw region football team. But yeah, it was quite interesting. Like that's, it sounds super nerdy and weird, but I actually really enjoy like seeing how people watch football in other places. And in the Polish fifth tier, they don't care. They're just there to watch their brother play or something. And they're just on their phone most of the time. Some guy was actually watching a game on his phone while the game was on. What game do you think he was watching? I have no clue. Not a game that was anywhere near Warsaw because we probably would have gone to watch that one instead. Okay. So that all kind of ties into my accommodation story, which is not much of a, yeah, a story. I, but... I did go past uh, the Alpha Guest House the other day. Ooh. I think Amanda might have sent you a picture. Oh, yes, yes, true. Yeah. If you want to see, Tom, this is the state of affairs. Oh, my God. What is that? All right. Yeah, it looks, it looks, I mean, it looks like they're clearing up a little bit. Uh, well, I'm not sure because there was a skip there before this. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the skip got nicked. <laughs> so that's that. But there are like boarded up windows still. I mean, I've not even looked at what was in there. But that's is a that, brand that new there window. Is a window that's open. Not, that's no, not that's board. not. That's brand new. Oh, yeah, it's still got stickers on. But you do see the bricks. So that's not very. Well, that's that's because it's a fake brand new window, and also the downstairs ones. That's actually a privacy screen, <laughs> externally <laughs> mounted. Um, it looks lovely. It looks just Gorgeous. as I remember. I'm, I th- I'm I'm thinking. I didn't e- uh, examine them properly, but I think the plants are fake. <laughs> How would they survive otherwise? Oh, I don't know. Well, they do get plenty of heat. From a distance, I've just zoomed in on them. Do they look real? They look real to me. Oh, it's very hard to tell. But didn't you say, Tom, that you drove past a few months ago and they were planting flowers and stuff? Oh, no, no, no. no. I I didn't see them plant anything. Um, Oh, no, I think they've got some normal flowers on the windowsill, actually. I mean, they look about as good quality as, as the front of that building. Can't even work out what's in that rubbish pile either. Anyway, it's just rubbish. It's just it just looks exactly yeah, the just same. Detritus, but that's what the Alpha Guest House is all about, you know. Mystery. Is it real? And is it fake? Is, is it, it theater? I think. God, what if what if it is what if it is like the world's longest performance art piece? So meta. It would be so Bristol. It would be really Bristol. <laughs> Whatever her name is, the woman who runs it wins like loads of awards it's like it's up for like the tonys but i'm sure we could bandwagon that and just be like oh we, we knew all along we're part of the art for two years we've been talking about this alpha guest house trying to keep the myth alive yeah i don't think it needed oh. us 
Sorry, I think my neighbour has just started hoovering above me. She listens to the podcast as well, so I Alex, can't hear can you it. No, stop I can't hoovering? Hear it. Oh, good, okay. You should get a shout out, Alex. Maybe, maybe don't hoover on podcast evenings. Not going to be on a fixed day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think the last time we, we had a chat, Ed. What, what's, what's happened since? We, I know Tom's had a bad, um, bad bladder. Bad bladder, yeah. How's your health? The, you, my, my bladder's fine. Um, well, they need to rub it in, do you? <laughs> oh, Ashley, we can talk about toilets um, because the spots I I camped at a lot, like I said, were had some facilities and and like usually it was just like a wooden table with a roof, but sometimes there'd be like a little Shrek toilet. You know, one of them like wooden boxes with a heart in the in the door. Um but they usually just like dry well, just a hole usually. Do you call it a Shrek toilet? Yeah, because everyone will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, there's wooden, wooden huts, basically. Um and some of them are just so gross. Like there's, <laughs> there's one actually was one of them. Uh, what they called we in Luxembourg is we called him Dixie t- uh, Toiletten because I'm pretty sure Dixie is a brand that delivers the you know the plastic toilets, the festival toilets, the blue and and white toilets. Yeah. For some reason, one of them, uh, one of the the spots I stayed at was in a national park. I think that's why they had like one of those toilets instead of like a wooden one. But no one came to empty it probably in the last like five years, and. You know, it's just like a, a compartment under your seat, basically. And it was full. Like, if you sat on it as a man, I didn't. I'm pretty sure your stuff... Yeah, old John, John Thomas. Hey, mate, it's nice for some. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you'd create like a little... Three little dents in the, in the matter. That's exactly um, how you get kidney infections and bladder infections. What were you up to last week? <laughs> Just getting getting shit on my dick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some of those toilets are just disgusting. But it's still pretty cool that those. <laughs> it's still pretty cool that those you know national parks and Sorry. stuff. <laughs> this is why I love Tom. <laughs> the, the spectrum of that. To... <laughs> I think it's abhorrent for what they've done. Between the Kurdish and the Turks. Oh, Um, I love it. Love you, Tom. Thanks, man. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Sorry, Ed, yeah, your your um your poor poor toilet. That's true. Yeah. Just yeah, no, it's pretty cool that the the forestry administration or whatever it's called, forestry department of those countries, they really like take care of it. And the people as well who go there. So everywhere you stop, you kind of have, you know, a fireplace, very easy to make to to make a fire. Usually not not usually, but sometimes there's even like wood, like 
with us ready like cut uh chops and then ready to like but i guess that's that's just what people haven't used from previous times so it's just kind for them to leave no it not, not really because some of them have like little little shelters for the wood so it doesn't get wet so it looks planned not every time i have to say like maybe it happened like three times where i, I get there and there's like wood that is prepared just for this um i mean it's possible that some people were very nice and left it but i doubt it because it was just so much how can you just have I don't know, 50 kilos of wood in the back of your van and be like, oh, I guess I'll leave the rest here. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just like I just can't imagine that happening in many other countries. Maybe it's because they're such young countries. They really like they like taking care of their stuff and they don't go in litter as much. I don't know. I feel like if you did that in, in the UK, even Luxembourg, people wouldn't really respect it as much. That's It could be that. It could also be that they don't want people like just walking off into the forest and cutting shit down like morons yeah, yeah. So they're like if we just leave a bit of wood here if they want to have a fire we'll set them up a, a, a stone circle so to, to keep it contained so not just lighting fires on the forest floor like it probably is some like land management to it as yeah. well yeah yeah that's, that's a good point to be fair there's there's this one place where using the app i used to to find the spots it was next to a a source, like a source, like a water source, a uh, fresh water source. And... Next to a source. <laughs> yeah, it was next to a fucking barbecue source. <laughs> um, and the post I found was just like from 2019. And it's kind of like a gamble if that still like exists the way it was described like four years later. Um, but it still went there and there is, there is indeed still a source but now it seems like it's really like um, like they, they built a few things like a fence some steps I think as well to get to the water easily and they looked really nice and we were not really sure if we could drink out of it or, or you know if it's bad or whatever and we just set up camp so at that point my mate's with me and maybe 10 minutes later a family shows up and they've got like 15,000 bottles and just spend the next like 15 minutes filling up all their bottles putting in the kind of oh okay so we can definitely drink it and we're just like you know enjoying this spot we're like oh this is really cool it looks really nice and every 10 minutes there'd be a new car with massive bottles you know those bottles that you have in at the dentist like, like those dispensers yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah they just come and fill those up and just leave every t- like maybe every yeah every 10 minutes there'd be a new car doing it and we're like oh shit can we actually like sleep are we gonna get any sleep here like, or get, are we bothering people just being because they're just getting their regular water there and they just you know get i, used, I don't know 300 when was, liters when i was living when i spent that russia in that that summer that summer that winter in siberia um <clears throat> it's like there's no where i was living they're not on the like they don't have mains drinking water. Mm. Um, I know where it does in Russia, but um, they have pumps on the corners of street of some streets. Oh, really? And but if you want, you could. But if you were lucky, which probably our dad was for me, he'd drive us out to like a spring on like a blessed spring on the outside of town, and we'd do the same thing. Just take like five or six of these big fucking jugs, fill them up from the spring water, and take them back with it. It was a bit like, have you seen the Water Boy? Wow, there's some high quality H2O. I watched <laughs> yeah. it again for the first time in about 15 years, two days ago. 
So you know that scene where he gets he has that like that like mystic blue bottle. Of yeah, water yeah, from, like, yeah. It's from, from a, a glacier. It's from a glacier in Alaska. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like they blend it, and it's like yeah, that type of water. So did did you drink the water? Yeah, we did. It was we. It was also this guy like taking a bucket and just kind of showering with it. But I think it was more like to have some fun rather than actually shower um, and we're like oh we'll do the same and actually touch the water and we're like there's no <laughs> this is so cold but it was it was i've had water from like a spring before um but it was always like very like full of iron so you could really taste it and this one just tasted like the most bland of water like it was nice because it was fresh and straight. Like it just—it's quite nice to be able to drink it straight from the source. But it was just boring water, to be honest. Nothing special about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I saw a video recently <laughs> of a guy hiking in Scotland who discovered a new spring opening up. Maybe, did you see this, Kev? No. no. He was walking along some sort of heath or moor or whatever, and you notice it's like new river starting to come. And then he takes his like GoPro, I guess, dunks it under the water, and you can see the water like bubbling up through the rocks and stuff. It looks amazing. Wow! This what? Yeah, it's it's so strange because the the one that I saw there was it this water suddenly and it's actually quite a lot. I think it was like forty liters per second. So it's like a big stream suddenly. It just comes. It's so strange. I don't, how, no. I don't know how it happens though. Well, there no, must, me neither. Uh, obviously, there's a geological reason for it, but. I haven't got a clue. Yeah, me neither. But probably Jesus. But yeah, most likely. Most Jesus likely. is back, obviously. <laughs> no. It's recent. Apart from that, there was one spot where I think like a day or two before, we wanted to go to this spot by the beach, well, by the sea, um, which also didn't have a post in like maybe three or four years. And to get there, it was just like a sandy road. Well, not a road, like a, you know, a track. And it was just very sandy. And I was in my little Kia Rio, which was automatic, by the way, because I I, I asked for a, a manual, but got an automatic. And um, Were you equally confused with this automatic as you were the last one? No, because I have a bit of memory and I remembered this time. But here I am in quite far from anything, to be fair. It was quite remote. And get on this track and it's just getting worse every like 10 meters. But you just don't know what's next. So you're constantly like thinking, hmm, do I continue or try? You can't even really turn around. You'd have to reverse that. So you're just constantly like, hmm, what do I do? It's just getting worse. But maybe it will get better after it's, it's like bad. And it just got so much worse that I almost like beached a car. We found a spot where we could turn around and we really struggled. Uh, and I just shut my pants basically it was so scary because i was like what am i gonna do with my kia rio in the middle of estonia three countries away from where i got it from uh with probably <laughs> no service or anything if i you know get stuck in the sand something similar happened to me in estonia when i was driving that renault van back from oh yeah Tallinn, and there was a problem with the similar problem with the alternator like it just wasn't like like it, it didn't hold yeah it wasn't alternating and i was noticing i was driving along it was like pitch black driving along this little country road and then i was like oh john are the are the lights getting dimmer to you and then after about <laughs> another minute of it getting progressively dimmer and dimmer i started to lose power and i just realized that 
this car is going to come to a, cr a crunching stop in this pitch black road with no street lights and it obviously it happened broke down and then we were just in the middle of nowhere it's starting to snow a little bit except it might be <laughs> november where to pick it up and I, I just realized that i'm gonna have to call a tow truck I have no idea what language to use. <laughs> I have no idea they're going to pick me up. Not really sure where I am. Um, How do yeah, you even I call was... a tow truck if you don't have the number? With oh, the van Googled. you just bought from... Oh, oh you Googled. had internet there. Like, okay. uh, yeah, I just Googled it. And then I, luckily, after years of working on the Mongol Rally, learned what the term, what the, what the specific word in Russian is for a tow truck. Like, it's called evacuator, like evacuator. So I, was, so I just spoke Russian on the phone. Well, I said, like, I always I do that thing because I know how tetch they get about it. I was like, do you speak English? And then when they say no, then I'll go to Russian because I'm not a savage. And I'm sure somehow, they actually genuinely appreciate it as well. Somehow, I'm not a fucking clue how, but we got a tow truck out to us. And they took us to this little town. And then luckily, there was a Renault dealership. <laughs> in that little town so we just pushed this little this fucking broken Renault to this dealership we were like fix it please but they um, didn't did they it's a shame you didn't yeah. get that back man that's that's a cool car I know I know they did fix it actually and then we got us all the way to Tallinn and the Barons you know like I said the Barons went so we just got over it um, not Tallinn to Riga yeah mm. um, that's quite fun yeah I'd love to have got that van because I would have definitely converted it to electric. And it would have oh, been yeah. sick. Loads of space for batteries. Mm. Speaking of which, I'm not sure if we spoke about it on the last one. We did. No. Did we? Uh, oh, with yeah. Sam, you did. You spoke about something about that bike, didn't you? Yeah, but it's on sale now. Oh. Sign up. Lost.travel slash Vietnam. 13th to the 20th of April, 2024. You go from Ho Chi Minh to Da Nang. <laughs> You could say to, I mean, uh, it's, I, it's I don't know if that's the further southern city or... from the Mekong Delta, about halfway up. Yeah, to, it's, about, uh, it's about 900k ish as the crow flies, but crows don't, our crows don't fly in straight lines. We zigzag. <laughs> yeah, it's harder to catch something zigzagging. So if you're ever getting shot at, zigzag. Anyway, uh, it's on sale now. Lost up travel and then click on Vietnam. And, um, is it per yeah, team or is it individual? It's an individual, individual, but sign up, sign up with your mates. Both of them, or however many you got, and then yeah, you'll you'll see me in Kevin in Vietnam in April in person. We won't even charge you for it. Well, we won't be charging you, but <laughs> seeing us will be yeah, free. Yeah, we're, we're we're doing it with these guys. Uh, Lost Art Travel or Lost Travel, um, and they also manage an app called Wayward, which I'm not sure if you're aware of that, Ed. It'd be no, a really I don't good one to have a look at. It's like an adventure tracking map. It's really cool. Really cool guys. But you're operating so, the, the yeah, adventure, yeah, so, like you're you're organising it, basically. Yeah, so we've we've like curated the start, midpoint, finish, wicked accommodation, really cool entertainment. So you get the vehicle for the duration, and yeah, it's going to be sick. Gonna be Is really it going to be a hotel called Route Some Number? The jet, mm. no, but the the accommodation that we've got is, wow, it's like yeah. so good. So good yeah, because be of, it's it's luxury, just or it's so good because it looks bit, cool and is bit, in a cool place. Bit of both. So some bits are luxury, some bits are just like unbelievable views and locations. Yeah, just like 
the type of stuff you wouldn't think to stay in. Well, obviously they have rooms and beds, but <laughs> you know they just when yeah, you amazing. purchase it or when you go on the website, can you see what it is? The accommodation. No, yeah. Oh. Oh no, you can't see the accommodation. You can see (laughs) where it is. You can Uh, see yeah. You can get all the event details, but all the accommodation, you're not going to find out about it. So basically, they're going to you're going to be told where to go. You'll get training, parties, launch you, then we'll meet midway, bring the group back together. They'll just give you the address, the the coordinates for where you need to get to. And then a few more days, we have a we have a finishing point. So, where do you sleep in the days between the midway, the start and the midway? That's point? that's on you. Yeah, that's on you, my friend. What if they don't have chargers or like low charging points? That's on them. Sorry, that's, so that's you... that's something you have to plan for with with these trips. Is that you need to look after your bike as if it's your friend. Like you need yeah. to make sure that it's got enough juice to get you there for the day. And if it's like right this trip's going to be 200k but we might only have 140 left we'll That's stop at the next place we can we'll stop see if they'll let us charge or we'll find somewhere that we can charge because for what Vietnam, like the, how the world views vietnam they've got a surprising network of of electric chargers um, and also also it's not like it's not it's not a fancy like you have to find a vehicle charging point. You just plug it into the wall. And it'll be charged in three hours fully. So you know, as long as as long as you find like your local fast shop or your local coffee shop, and they've got a spare plug, and we look happy. Just you know, what and if, if you in- go on, if you don't, what if, go. just like uh, in the series Long Way Up, you have a generator with petrol or diesel. What do you do then? Like if some people show up to the event with a mobile generator, what do you do? Nothing. To kick people them show up with a mobile generator. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? I call them a fucking knob, <laughs> first and foremost, and say, "What the fuck are you doing? We've got a plug just there. Why have you got a? Why have you got a generator?" Fair. Uh, if someone, if someone built their own makeshift roof out of solar panels for the bike, that that'd probably give them. A firm handshake. Oh, like Paul that's Hollywood really style. all everyone wants. Yeah. yeah, Paul Hollywood have. Do you know what? I know we don't talk about topical things, and it's not really topical by the time this comes out. But thinking about celebrities who would get involved in sex scandals, Paul Hollywood's on my list. <laughs> and this is in light of the Russell Brand thing. And just it's just an observation. He seems like a pervert. Oh man, <laughs> it's, it's those eyes, man. It's it's the eyes. It's the the slightly sort of scouse demeanor. I'm not saying all scousers are pervs, um, but poor Hollywood. He's the next Savile you watch. Did you, did you hear the news of uh, of the the Great Wizard passing today? Yeah. Oh yeah. Michael oh, well, two, week, two weeks ago, whenever this comes out. Yeah. Sad times. Um, yeah, it was good. Good one. He's Draculius he this- in in Life Aquatic as well. He was the second best Dumbledore, <laughs> and oh my god, uh, <laughs> that was his best character in, in Life Aquatic, in my opinion. Yeah, or or layer cake cracking. Yeah, I mean he was good, wasn't he? He was good. He wasn't great at Dumbledore, but he was like his his character was good, but it wasn't accurate. I haven't read the books, right? So fair enough. 
He's not the one who says you're a wizard, Harry, is he? No, he's he's also dead, Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> Fuck, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Vietnam. Yeah. Come join us. 13th of April to the 20th. Inside. We actually need yeah. to get music. Is there uh, airport transfers available or? No. Yeah, we're going to have a mustering point from which you will be transported nice. to the start location. But no, airport transfers, we'll we'll have a point that people come and meet us. And then, then they're ours. Yeah, then they're ours, yeah. Very nice. But yeah, they're hopefully going to see some cool shit. There's um there's a spot that we're finishing near that is one of the coolest roads I've ever seen. I think it's no switchbacks. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there's also a bridge that shoots fire. Oh yeah, and that big giant dragon bridge. And you're you're actually going before, aren't you? Like soon yeah. in December or something. Yeah, yeah. We've December. actually been talking about it a lot recently. Like, so we booked the flights. Tom's going to the north, and I'm going to the south. Oh. And then, uh, insert attack. Yeah. Shimmy on You're going to meet in the middle. Possibly, no. or I'm just going to go up to the top. I'm not sure yet. Wait, so why did you get different flights if you're going to end up going because to the north? Timings. Well, because, because we're going out to look at locations and test vehicles, and you've got three locate three locations within the event, north, mm. mid, south, mid, north. The bikes are in the, South in the north, so I need to go to the bikes because Kev can't ride bikes, and I will also do all the locations in the south. In the uh, sorry, in the north. In the north. Yeah. So Kev goes north. Oh no, Kev. Kev goes to the <laughs> south. Does locations and partners, and then the mid bits right. when I'm testing the bikes. So I need a few days to test the bikes to make sure they are good what, enough. What they say they are. Yeah, and then hopefully. My testing stuff will mean I can get down to the mid and see Kev. Let me go back to the back to the north. No flying. You said you're going to the south, but where are you flying away from? Like flying back to the UK from the south again? Because we're going to get Tom down for to the south for the last day, so we're both going to fly back together. What are you doing with the bike in the south? Leaving it in the north. We're going to get the train down. Ooh, from overnight Da-Nang, train, which is. The train system there is banging, apparently. And it's just this beautiful, long overnight trip along the coast. So, um, yeah, nice. and then we'll spend the last day in Ho Chi Minh doing all like the proper like handshakes when both of us are there. Hopefully working with the university, you know, it's looking good. And we've got to write our risk assessments, all the fun stuff. Mm, that no one sees when they do adventure travel. No. All the all the years of work that Tom and I have put in to Nerpa and then finally something's bitten thanks to the Lost Travel guys. So no, it's years nice. in the making, so it's like it's weird that it's actually happening. Very cool though. Yeah, it's I imagine it's, it's exactly how John Hammond felt when he opened Jurassic Park. That's exact. <laughs> in fact, you, you I'll can't. be upset if we're not both dressed like John Hammond when we turn up. Oh my god, we should get safari suits, shouldn't we? Can we change our accents throughout the trip as well? <laughs> oh we'll go from like Scottish down to like London and then up to Northern Ireland. I'm yeah. not sure if you've... I'm guessing yeah, you've seen I'm, Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed his accent changes all the way I, through it? The, the first time I watched it... Dad? 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, definitely not Luxembourgish, but I would have probably watched it in German, I assume, the first time. Or maybe French. I just say I welcome can... to Jurassic Park in German. Willkommen, Willkommen. in Willkommen. Jurassic and Parken. <laughs> the same thing, just without the N at the end every time. But yeah. I just say life fine. No, that's not his line, is it? No, no it's um, sped. Yeah, no, it's uh, sped at no expense, was the first one that he says. <laughs> Well, I honestly can't remember anything. So I might have actually watched it in French, but yeah, I, I would not have noticed the accent yeah, I'm fluctuations. It's <laughs> probably exactly how it is in French, Eva. I went to go and see Jurassic Park on my own a couple of weeks ago for its the 30th anniversary. Nice. Doesn't the original would... look very outdated now? Nope. Nah, looks great. Yeah. It's all practical effects. Looks, yeah, looks amazing. There's parts of it that you're like, yeah, shit. But, yeah, no, I guess it, the, it, it was all practical effects, basically. I guess the only CGI scenes are when the dinosaur first breaks out of the cage uh, on the on the drive, and then when they're chasing the Jeep. Yeah. Yeah, that looks a bit rugby. Yeah, I think it's whenever there's humans in the shot with them, basically, and the first time you see the, the dinosaurs, they're not, not real. But then when they're in the tree, when they sleep... And get woken oh, up yeah, that's it. classic. That's that's yeah. practical effects, and then sneezes on him, Fucking and then and film. the bit with the egg, and he's like, push, push, push. Spared no expense. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So me and Tom are going to recreate all of Jurassic Park when we are in Vietnam. On that right. note, shall we uh, <laughs> give it a rapid roo Yeah, I'm pretty sure you selected the country like a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did talk about Germany. Germany was it Germany and Algeria? That's Ooh. ringing a bell. Yeah, possibly. Let's do it. Yeah. Germany and Algeria. Very nice. Always. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Thank you for regaling us of your tales, Ed. And uh, thanks for being you, Tom. <laughs> Anytime. See you next week, everyone. Right.